baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On the scoot on the air, rock culture calendar on this day in 1987, the soundtrack to the movie Dirty Dancing hit number one in America. And it had some great songs on it. In fact, this hour, we're going to feature bumper music. All of our bumper music is going to be from the soundtrack of Dirty Dancing. And when we play some of these songs, you're going to remember the exact scene from the movie uh, when the song was uh, when it was played. And uh, a lot of stuff from the past, 50s, uh, 50s stuff, and a lot of great music. And anyway, we're going to play it uh, throughout this hour. Uh, Courtney VIP is in our traffic center. Good afternoon, Miss P. Hey there, Scoot. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's gloomy, but doing good. Yeah, it's, it, it, look, but I like the change. I, you know, I just, I just ran into our, our market manager Kevin Cassidy in the halls. I was running to the, the the restroom, and he said it's kind of gloomy, but it's it, you know nice change. And and I, I I agreed with him because you know I mentioned this the other day when I moved to San Diego, the weather was nice every freaking day. Mm. Every day was beautiful. And I love I, that. I, I missed. No, but I miss thunderstorms. I, I miss the rain. I, you know, it's been so nice for so long, and I think that's great, but I kind of like this for, you know, just for a, a brief change. You know, I'll say this. The trees, plants, animals, have at it, you guys. <laughs> this is your time. The The water is stead- steadily falling, but I have to say, Scoot, I love a nice sunny day, and I could probably do it every day. <laughs> a recommendation. Do not move to Seattle or Portland. I will take you up on that <laughs> offer. I made the mistake of moving to Chicago once, and bad idea. It can be a little gloomy there. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, soundtrack for Dirty Dancing, number one on this day in 1987. Did you love the movie? You know what? I remember I had a best friend named Angel, uh-huh. and I would spend the night at her house every other weekend, hers at mine, and we were... told we couldn't see it but her mother had the vhs and when she would go to bed we'd watch it we knew it word for word we knew all the moves (laughs) (laughs) so yes it is on my list you know that's a little bit like uh young people today getting online and seeing things that their mother and father told them not to see so you know i I guess my point has always been your kids are going to see it you don't want them to see it but it's 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 a good idea to kind of prepare them for the idea that they might see it and and help them deal with the fact that they're going to get a reaction when they see it. Absolutely. And you can't keep, you you remember, people used to keep 120 tapes on shelves, and so we knew all the movies. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's right. But it was just such a classic movie in so many ways. And, uh, you know, some, some, some good uh, good lessons to be learned in those movies, you know, like the, you know, the guy with the money is not necessarily the best guy to be with. And, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, and the pretty girl doesn't always have it easy. That's you know, right. The in girls aren't always happy. Yeah, that's absolutely. right. And you learned a lot about um, cougars. In that movie. <laughs> yes. And sometimes yes. they're not faithful to their husbands. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be start off the awkward girl in the beginning yes, of the movie. that's right. And by the end, you're sailing over the crowd that's right. <laughs> in the arms of a handsome, <laughs> strong person. All right, Courtney, we'll talk to you again soon. 
Sounds good. Have a good one. Okay, so if, if you're on hold, stay with us. We're going to get to your calls. I know we've got a lot of text to get to with Ian, but let's let's do the results of the Tuesday text off. The song was Desperado. The uh, song A was the Eagles, and song A won. Song B was Linda Ronstadt. Song B did not win. Here is song B, the loser. The Eagles did this song first in 1973. Linda Ronstadt recorded this song in 1973. In fact, in an interview, Don Henley of the Eagles said their version of the song was not a hit until Linda Ronstadt recorded it. And when she recorded it and released it, and I was a young DJ, and I remember playing both versions of this, this, this song, but it wasn't a hit for the Eagles until Linda Ronstadt uh, recorded this. So I, I do remember her version uh, first. Eagles did it, but uh, her version was uh, was a hit. Anyway, I thank all of you for participating. If you're just tuning in, we talked about... Uh, oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we do. No, look, the Eagles did a good version of this. This is song A. This was the, this was the winner. We're kind of running late here, so I'm just jumping ahead. You can't jump over Desperado, no, man. No, you can't. No, you can't. Hey, shh. This is my song. Shh, shh, shh. This is our song. Shh. <laughs> and of course you know the eagles have extended their long farewell tour and it's going to be here uh, in new orleans all right so um yeah, try to get a hold of yourself there i know it's kind of sad you know it's and it, you know it's a dark <laughs> gloomy day you know, the, the grunge kids, not the grunge kids, the uh, goth kids think this is a beautiful day. <laughs> they love it. They do love it. All right. Um, let me just review a few things that we have been uh, talking about today. Uh, Mayo Cantrell's booty guard, uh, you and I, the taxpayers of New Orleans, we sent him on a trip to Martha's Vineyard. He spent $2,700 of our money. Uh, and if you're friends with the mayor, then, you know, you, you get uh, privileges. Um, her booty guard, uh, Officer Vappi, was appointed to the head of Hano, the Housing Authority of New Orleans, even though he didn't know a damn thing about housing. Interesting, right? Also, Trump has, um, has given a speech that has made some people think that he's thinking like Hitler. And he used the word vermin. And Hitler used the word vermin, and that's not a word that we often use. So there are people speculating that Donald Trump used it on Veterans Day in a speech to voters in New Hampshire, that he used the word vermin on purpose to make the connection with Hitler. I don't know. You have to make up your own mind about that. Uh, there's a new club that uh, is starting to meet in December at an elementary school in Connecticut, and uh, it's an after-school Satan club. But as you have heard, it's really about teaching uh, kids about uh, critical thinking. And if you allow a Christian club, then don't you have to allow a satanic club? Just in, in, in theory, if you respect the Constitution. Also, um, I don't think Taylor Swift is a, is a witch, but there are people who think she's a, she's a witch. And she, she does little things on stage to, to indicate that she's a witch. And I think this is the result of her popularity, which is really, uh, really sad. All right, we've got a lot of text to get to. We'll get to those in just a moment. Let's go to Homa. And uh, Connie, you're on WWL. Good afternoon, Connie. Hi. Good afternoon. Thanks for hanging on. You heard? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. I taught school. I'm retired. Yay. And um, I started out teaching in Catholic school and then moved to public schools. And then, you know, we were told there was, um, you know, there was prayer back then. But then we were told no prayer. And I had a lot of people 
get upset about that. And I would tell them, well, whose prayers are we going to say? Because in a public school, you teach Christian children, you know, um, Jehovah Witness, Jews, Jewish agnostics. Right. So it was a matter of whose prayers are you going to say? I, I agree. This has been a dilemma for for a long time. But, you know, th- what what the Supreme yeah. Court ruled was that the school can't lead the prayer. And, and a lot of people have gone to the hysterical right. level, the hysterical level of thinking the Supreme Court took God out of schools. A- any student can bring God into school with them. Yes, and they did. They would say their grace before meals. Mm-hmm. We had children who would meet at the flagpole. Remember that? Yes. So it it worked. Yeah, it it worked out. It um, we never had any satanic clubs or anything like that that I am aware of. But I certainly would not have been a monitor for them. I right. would I would have just said no. That was not part of my job description. Yeah, I, I look. I understand that, Connie. And the only point the only point that I've I've tried to make this afternoon is that when you push for Christianity to be accepted on a government level, then you open the door for other religions to also be recognized on a government level. And then the question is, do you really want to do that? Exactly. That's my point. And I agree with you 100%. Connie, I appreciate okay. the, I appreciate the call, and uh, thank you for your years of, uh, of teaching young people. I know that was a, a tough duty. Uh, let's go to Algiers. Nancy, you're on WWL. Hey, it's good. How you doing? I'm good. Okay, I was telling Ian if oh, I'm sorry. If okay. you go back and actually study the Constitution and read the writings of the founding fathers, Washington, Franklin. Jefferson, Adams, all their letters back and forth to each other are all about God's blessings to the people and um, God bless you and all of this. The entire Constitution was based based on the principles of the Bible. And if you really go back to the beginning and, and study it, and so far as the situation our country is in now, Two major criteria, breakdown of the nuclear family and taking prayer out of schools. Because back then, when they had prayer in schools, then people had much more um, value in each other, much more consideration. And kids today are not being taught that in schools, and they're not being taught anything at home. Well, that's the and problem. I, They're I, not being I, taught anything at home. It was it was a lot exactly. different back then. It it wasn't just it wasn't just the school led prayers being removed, but there was a lot of other stuff going on in this country that uh, defined the moment. Not just not just the removal of school led prayers. Not just that, but the breakdown of the nuclear family. Right. And, and when Nancy, you, when the kids went to school, and they the the. Teachers, you know, everybody, administration was reinforcing these life lessons that they were getting at home, or if they weren't getting it at home, they got it at school. Right. But since the nuclear breakdown of the nuclear family, and you've got so many women 
being single parents and trying, if they're trying to do the right thing, they're working one, two, three jobs. So they're barely keeping this kid, you know, kids with a roof over their head and groceries in the house. So everything else goes by the wayside. I mean, I totally, as a former teacher, I applaud every single parent that I had that tried to do the right thing, tried to instill morals and values in their kids. And I had children, parents coming to school, asking me why their child was behaving so well. And, you know, and I said, all we're teaching is citizenship and responsibility. You know, and it was being reflected in what we expected in school. And the parents no, but there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of parents today that, that, you know, both parents are working and they are still doing the right thing with their with their kids. And, you know, when Nancy brings up um, the, the Constitution based on the principles of the Bible, the principles of the Bible, what, the Ten Commandments? You know, almost every religion is based on on something equivalent to the Ten Commandments, not literally, but but the concepts of the Ten Commandments are, are part of are part of Islam. Now, there's radical Islam, but that's not Islam. Um, Judaism, um, being Hindu, you know, all of these, all of these religions, Buddha, all these, all these religions sort of have the, the, you know, the same concept, and it's the concept reflected in the, in the Bible and in the Ten Commandments. But that doesn't make it exclusive to Christianity. You know, and again, we've, we've, we've talked about this a lot recently, our founding fathers, you know, the people who came to this country, the brave people who came to this country, who survived the, the trip to this country, they weren't starting a Christian nation. They were starting a nation that was based on freedom of religion. And they wanted to be free to express their Christianity. But superseding Christianity was the concept of freedom of religion, and sometimes that gets, uh, that gets lost. If you want to join us for the comment this afternoon, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. We've got, uh, we've got some texts that have been piling up, so we'll go to Ian and get uh, some of those done in just a moment. Uh, this hour, we're featuring the music from the soundtrack of the movie Dirty Dancing, which was the uh, number one album on this day in 1987. And here's uh, another one of the songs from that classic movie. We'll be back. On WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Another song from the uh, soundtrack to Dirty Dancing, which was uh, number one in the country in this day in 1987. 
I'm Scoot on the air. Um, before we get to Ian Hoke with uh, some of your text messages, which have been building up for a while now, um, a woman is suing American Airlines because they misplaced her kids. Um, both children under 25 were traveling unaccompanied minor as unaccompanied minors uh, from Jacksonville to Syracuse, New York, to visit their dad. The children had a layover flight that was delayed and then completely canceled. I mean, this is a nightmare for any parent. American Airlines told the mother that they would have a nice room that would be available for unaccompanied minors with beds and their own bathroom. But the lawsuit alleges that uh, those were not the accommodations provided and that the room for her children that they were given was basically like a jail cell without blankets, without pillows and without uh, toiletries. In addition to all of this, a lawsuit alleges that the children went hours without being given food or something to drink and that the mother couldn't even contact her children because American Airlines misplaced them. You know, I'd sue American Airlines, too. I mean, that's like, you know, I remember when my son traveled as an unaccompanied minor when I I lived in other cities. And it was a nightmare. In in a lot of those cities, there were nonstop flights. I wasn't that worried about that. But sometimes there was a a connecting flight. And and that's just a nightmare for any, any parent. So, you know, the airlines have to have to be accountable for those those kids, especially these days when flights are easily canceled or, you know, just delayed. So, you know, that's a shame. Now, there are some some parents that would sue American Airlines if they um, if they found the kids. Hey, Joy Reid on MSNBC. She has uh, branded Stephen Miller, Stephen Miller, you know, the, the bald alien looking guy who was with the Trump administration, the guy who's been accused of being a, a white supremacist. Joy Reid has uh, has has uh, branded him white nationalist Dracula, which I think is really kind of cool. I mean, that I can kind of see it. Yeah, I yeah. can definitely see it. Give him a cape. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate to, you know, discredit Dracula to that degree. But no. hey, look, the four month long Hollywood strike is over and Hollywood South is going back to work tomorrow on the show. We're going to talk about many of the TV and movie projects that have been on hold since the uh, the strike began. And they're now going to go into production. And I'm sure many of you did not know about all these TV and movie productions that are being uh, held back. Anyway, we'll talk about that on the show tomorrow afternoon. And also, we didn't get to it today, so we'll talk about it tomorrow. A new study shows that keeping a secret is, um, is good for people, but it also depends on what the secret is. And honestly, are you good at keeping a secret? How many times has somebody told you, say, okay, look, I'm going to tell you this, but don't tell anybody I told you because I'm not supposed to tell anybody. You, you get that from some people? Yeah, but can you actually keep a secret? And how many secrets are you keeping right now? All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay, Ian Hoke has got some texts that have been uh, backing up. We're going to reach all the way back to the first kind of topic we started out with, which is the Trump-Hitler comparison. James and Harvey in here and says, Trump has nothing in common with Hitler. Hitler started his political career based on the big lie. Hitler was accused of and convicted of sedition. Hitler promised vengeance on his political enemies. Trump and Hitler have nothing, yet they're both very popular. Of course, we didn't actually directly relate to Hitler to Trump. We just mentioned that Trump is doing some things that are forcing us to think about Hitler. Uh, here's a text that says Trump is actually calling anybody who didn't vote for him vermin, meaning Americans like me who didn't vote for him were his enemies while he still kisses the ass of leaders in Russia and North Korea. Yeah, I, I you know, look, it's um, but it's amazing that he leads with such a big margin in the in the polls uh, among Republican uh, nominee hopefuls. 
And I, I, I still, I'm going to say it again today, I, I don't know that it's going to really come down to Trump and Biden. I think something may happen. We'll have a lot to talk about if, if something does happen. But don't be so sure that it's going to be uh, Trump and Biden. It might be, but I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be. I think the texter makes a good point. You know, when Trump says these things about his opponents, I, you know, he he throws this very calm. He's Marxist, radical, left, Antifa, whatever. He's not actually talking about card carrying Marxists. He's not actually talking about Antifa. You know, with a a bandana over their face. He's talking about literally everyone that didn't vote for him, whether that's you're a centrist Republican or a moderate or a centrist Democrat or whatever. If you're not in Camp Trump, you're vermin to him. It's it's true. And it's okay to be passionate about what you believe in. It's okay to be passionate about those who don't believe in what you believe in. But, But some of the things that are being said about a second presidency are pretty scary when you consider the concept of democracy. I mean, I, I was just reminded a moment ago. He said, hey, my, my former, you know, Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, should be executed yeah. for treason. Yep. Like, here we are about to po- potentially reelect somebody who turned around and said one of his most important employees should be executed. Executed. Nice. Okay, anyway, moving on uh, to After School Satan Club. Here's a text that says... Scoot made the comment that if you have a Christian club, then you must have a Satan club. That, to me, would be the same as saying if we're going to have a woodworking class, then we should have a bomb-making class. Our country was founded on Christian beliefs, not Satan beliefs, which to me would be a major reason why you should allow a Christian club and not a Satan club. I didn't write the Constitution. I can't take credit for it. But the concept in this country is if you would allow. My, my point is you have to have a Satan club. My point is when you invite Christianity into government, including public schools, then you invite the representation of Islam, Judaism, Satanism. You invite the inclusion of other beliefs. That's my only point. I think to the tech, like, why don't we have a bomb-making club? Well, that's, that's not in the no, Bill of Rights. It's, no, it's not. That's, and, and, you know, and, and, if you want to make yes. a bomb, that's not a constitutionally protected activity right. under the First Amendment. Don't be silly. Exactly. Here's a text that says, Christianity is what this country was founded on. Satan Club is totally against what this country was founded on. The country's going to the dogs. Trump is a racist and a dictator. He's equivalent to Hitler when Hitler started off. He'll only get worse from here. Shaking my head. Well, it's a... Uh... It's kind of a dismal assessment of where we are. Um, Right after that, there's a text that points out this. Not sure what that person is talking about. The founding fathers were deists, not Christians, and they argued vigorously for the separation of church and state. Jefferson even published his own version of the Bible, the Jefferson Bible, that cut out all of Jesus's miracles, including the resurrection, because he didn't believe them. Wow. Interesting. And I'll leave you with this one from the coordinator. Having a sense of right and wrong is not religiously exclusive. Freedom right. of religion also means freedom from religion. And what I notice a lot about a lot of the religious zealots that call in is that they are angry and aggressive. May the peace that they so desperately need smack them upside their heads and set them straight. Very well put. And, and you know, that's something else we've, we've touched on today. I mean, why are people so angry? 
You know, the wife of NFL quarterback uh, Trevor Lawrence for the Jags, uh, she fired back at a, a negative Instagram comment. Uh, the comment was um, was made about, well, first of all, um, Trevor was wishing his wife happy birthday. Happy birthday to this beauty. Can't imagine my life without you. The more I know you, the more I love you. You're a gem. Uh, thanks for all that you do for myself and everyone in our life. You're, you're incredible. I love you. And so somebody fired back and says uh, to says to her, hope God takes your husband incompetent. You're only in it for the money anyway. So here's a texter that wants Trevor Lawrence to die. Maybe because he bet big and the Jags lost last weekend. But where does this freaking anger come from? Why are people so angry? And nobody seems to be able to give an explanation for the, the anger on social media other than it is a sign of total insecurity. It is an admission that you are less of a person and you feel better about yourself by putting somebody else down. That's what you're saying about yourself when you, when you come up with this, this, this hate. But to want somebody to die and she's only in it for the money? They were high school sweethearts. She was in love with him apparently long before he had money. If you want to join us, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Another song from Dirty Dancing. The album was number one on this day in 1987. I'm Scoot on the air. We're coming back on WWL. Since uh, this is the day in 1987, the uh, soundtrack for Dirty Dancing hit number one in America. We're featuring uh, buffer music this hour from the movie and the soundtrack. And here's another song done by Maurice Williams. Uh, Jackson Brown did a really good version of this song. And maybe we should do that for a text off one Tuesday. Stay by Maurice Williams and stay by Jackson Brown. Hmm. I'm Scoot on the air. Uh, Glad you're with us. Uh, Let's see. uh, The uh, one of the latest things from Trump on Truth Social is that he says that Justice Department officials, if he's reelected, will end up in mental institutions. I mean, your average presidential candidate doesn't say that. Why? I mean, Trump says such extreme things. I, I mean, does he even know these things are extreme? Are they not extreme? I, I really, I don't understand it, but just really extreme stuff. And True Social apparently has lost over $70 million. So um, some people are speculating it may not be around for, for long. Hey, if you're an LSU Tiger fan, man, you're, um, you're on a, a good bandwagon right now. LSU had a, just a great game against Florida, and uh, Jaden Daniels looks incredible. LSU batters, battles Georgia State Saturday, Tiger Stadium, and our coverage begins at 3 o'clock with Mike Dettelier and Herb Tyler for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show live at the Acme Oyster House in Baton Rouge. Yeah, you can check everything out. 16 surround sound TVs and the best drink specials, and you can just um, shuck out while you uh, hang out at Acme Oyster House. Um, hang out with the guys. Uh, talk about football. It's all uh, from the good folks at MAP Construction. Uh, LSU pregame begins at uh, 5 o'clock with Chris Blair, and the kickoff is at 7 o'clock. But it all starts at 3 o'clock here on WWL. Let's go to uh, Bay St. Louis. John, welcome to our show. Good afternoon. How you doing? Good. I'm standing here on the Word of God, brother, as a man of God. Now, in Second Thessalonians chapter 1, this is a solemn word for all people, all races, all colors around the world. 
so that it says the fourth verse I'm going to read from, so that we ourselves glory in you in the church of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer. I'm sure I'm suffering. Why you don't like us? Seeing it is righteous, it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. That's troubling me for standing there preaching his word. And he says, and to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flame and fire taking vengeance. That's what he said, vengeance on them that know not God. And that obeyed not the gospel. All right, and, of you know, I, I, John, we, we really don't get into that kind of religious pontificating on the show. To me, but I can tell you one thing: one day you're gonna wish you had to listen to what Jesus had to say. Well, That's you, all I got to say. About how it. do you know I'm not listening? This in the word right here. It ain't gonna never be taken away. You add anything to this word, you take anything away right. from this word, you'll never be forgiven. Okay, never be forgiven. It sounds like you 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 know me, and you really you know, you really know me. Hey, hung up. I know. I, you know. I one thing that's frustrating about this this job is that unless you say what everybody else, and I mean everybody, I mean unless you say what is the preconceived idea of things, not real, not the truth, but the preconceived ideas about things, unless you speak those words then people are not willing to understand what you're saying. I'm a Christian. There is a, um, a talk about an after-school Satan club starting in December at an elementary school in Connecticut. The school basically is teaching critical thinking. They're, they're teaching kids to just think about life um, in, in a different way. I'm not promoting the Satan school. But I'm pointing out that if you, if you support Christianity in public schools and in government, the Ten Commandments on government property, then you're opening the door for other religious beliefs to be equally represented. Do you want that? And there's also, you know, a conversation that came up again today about, you know, when they took God out of school, they didn't take God out of school. And there was a lot of other things happening at that time that caused us to go in the direction that we're going in right now. And maybe that's an interesting topic. What else was going on when they took prayer out of public schools? Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow afternoon. Because there was a lot going on, and it wasn't just the the Supreme Court decision removing school-led prayers from public schools. But I just, you know, I encourage everybody, not just here, but on social media and everywhere, I encourage everybody to just, to try to, to think about what's being said and, and don't buy into everything that, is, uh, that people are trying to cram into your brain. Don't, uh, just don't believe all the, the mantras that are out there, the, the cliches that are out there. Um, because there's a lot of cliche when it comes to, to political debate today. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. All right, Sports Talk is coming up next with uh, Bobby Bear, Mike Dettelier, and Steve Geller. I want to thank Diane Newman, Kevin Cassidy, Ian Hoke. Chris Miller, news anchor, traffic with Courtney P, and you for being part of our show. I'm Scoot on the air. Love you, New Orleans. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.